Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing the best remaining free agents. Little caveat here. By the time you listen to this, these guys might get swooped up. But if your team does sign them, at least know you got a good player. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code PFF to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, as I said at the top, we're going through, as of record time, the best available free agents on the market over at PFF.com. Go check out the article. Assuming some of these guys will continue to get signed, maybe by the time you listen to this or over the weekend, but we're going through the list as of right now. So uh, let's discuss some of the top names. Who's really sticking out to you as far as the best available remaining free agents? Well, first of all, we need an over-under on how many of the names we're about to mention are signed by the time people are listening to this. To our credit, we've left it as late as humanly possible on Thursday night before recording. So anything that happens in the dead of night on Pacific time, we just can't be held responsible for that. But well, I'm going to put it let's just record. Under. Let's just record something that says, congrats, your team just signed. <laughs> Insert player here. I'm going to say at least two of the names we're about to mention are gone before people listen to this. That's our luck. Fair. Um, obviously, Kenny Galladay is still the star. The, the the one marquee wide receiver that made it to free agency is still out there. Um, a few of the receivers have been getting picked up. Will Fuller finally signed with Miami, but Kenny Galladay is the one big domino to fall. Um, it sounds like that's down to a couple of teams, right? The New York Giants are one of them. Um, Washington was supposedly in on that, but I don't think that can be true now after Curtis Samuel signed there. And people are trying to drum up him going to Cincinnati, which feels more optimistic than likely to be. Um, but yeah, Kenny Galladay, I think, is definitely the prize of certainly the wide receiver group. I think the Giants would be the interesting one there because I've compared Daniel Jones to Nick Foles in the past. And Nick Foles, when he made that little, you always go back to that Super Bowl run, that was one of all Sean Jeffrey's big years and kind of having that guy to go take some of those YOLO balls and catch them, that would help Daniel Jones quite a bit. So I don't mind that fit if it if it ends up being the Giants. But yeah, Galladay just has that downfield ability. Sam, I'm just wondering how many teams, I feel like it's a trend, people are worried, they're, t- they're worried about injuries. They're putting availability above all else here. Will Fuller, you know, a part of that too, availability and the suspension. And I'm just wondering if that's a big part of the reason why Kenny Galladay is still on the market and maybe some other receivers went a little bit earlier. I mean, I think a big thing about him as, as well is he wants to reset the market. I mean, he wants a top-of-the-market deal. He was turning down a healthy multi-year deal in Detroit that got him as far as, as free agency, and the market has shrunk. It's contracted. The, the diminishing salary cap has led to a lot of these deals being significantly below market value compared with what we would have expected heading in. So if he's chasing that $22, $23 million a season deal... I just don't know that it's out there. So I, that might be another reason why he's still on the open market. I just The contract that he's looking for just might not exist. Galladay's last full season, 2019, 628 yards on deep passes. That was second in the NFL. He's our top remaining. Uh, we don't necessarily have to go in order, but uh, the next two on our best remaining list as of record time, Anthony Harris, the safety of the Minnesota Vikings, and then Richard Sherman, cornerback of the 49ers, representing himself 
out on the open market. Anthony Harris, do we just love him at PFF a little bit more than maybe the NFL does? Maybe, but I don't know why. I mean, I don't think there's a good reason why he would be significantly less highly sought of by the NFL than by us. He's graded really well because he's been a fantastic coverage safety during basically his entire career. He had good college grades. He's had good grades in the NFL. Last year was arguably his weakest season, coming off a coverage grade of 64. But bear in mind what the Vikings had in that secondary. It was like, you know, kindergarten out there. The the two safeties, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, are busy playing like you know, traffic cop to all these kids in in the cornerback group, it's tough. So, and he still had seven pass breakups from a safety position. He's an absolute ball hawk in that secondary, uh, makes a ton of plays in the ball, has 10 interceptions in the two previous seasons um, before last year where he didn't have any. I, I don't see why he would be a guy that people don't like beyond what, what our grades say about him. So then Richard Sherman being on the market, I think there's a, a specific place where he needs to go. Not I'm not the not a specific place, but a specific type and style. I assume he wants to stay in that same scheme. We'll see if it's the Raiders. Maybe it's the Jets, man. We were just talking off air. The Jets are making a lot of good moves, subtle good moves, some big good moves. Uh, Jets are moving in the right direction, and Sherman with the Robert Sala connection could be a really nice piece to kind of bridge that secondary as they as they get some youth in there. Yeah, Sherman and Kyle Fuller, who just got put onto the open market by Chicago, cutting him. Um, salary cap issue just to, to free up the space. Kyle Fuller, I think, is a much cleaner um, target for a lot of teams than Richard Sherman. I agree that Sherman's Sherman's marketplace should still be sort of, there should still be teams that are interested in him, but a lot fewer. I mean, he does need to go to a specific kind of scheme, um, a team that isn't looking for a long-term answer, and, and it has... Uh, valued or values the sort of mentor aspect of it that Sherman brings. Kyle Fuller is a lot more universal. He's 29 years old. He's got a lot of uh, good coverage grades in his past few seasons. Um, and I think he fits a lot of schemes. So Fuller and Sherman, I think, are the next two good cornerbacks up, but they're very different players. And then Adoree Jackson is sixth on our list. So the next right. two will go back to this injury component here, right? Mitchell Schwartz at five. And then Odori Jackson at six. And I, you know, we just recorded today the PFF NFL podcast breaking down all of the AFC moves. And I, I, I pondered if, you know, maybe Mitchell gets healthy and he ends up back with the Chiefs, maybe one year, six million. I actually thought of that off the top of my head and didn't realize that our guy Brad Spielberger predicted that one year, six million. Mitchell Schwartz, if he gets comes back, is healthy and wants to play could be an absolute steal. And I feel the same way about Adoree Jackson. Three good years out of four. Um, yes, he's been banged up and injured, but it's the type of risk that could be uh, just to have a massive payoff because he's been one of the best, highest-graded outside corners, number four, since 2018. That is just outstanding, and, and I think Adoree's maybe flying under the radar. Yeah, um, I, I think you've really hit on a, a trend this offseason that teams are really prioritizing health and durability and guys that have not had an injury history. So people like Adoree Jackson are being cut loose in favor of guys that are significantly worse players, Janoris Jenkins, but are much more likely to be there for the entirety of next season. Um, and I think it's also a reason you're seeing some players with a relatively soft market without a ton of teams coming after them because they do have those injury question marks. I want to list the next couple players, then I'll open it up. If you have any other players you just want to highlight 
uh, that are interesting to you. But uh, Adoria was number six. Number seven is Juju Smith-Schuster. Number eight is Antonio Brown. I think we're all expecting him to still end up back in Tampa Bay. I don't know if he was just trying to see what the market would hold. Number nine is Jadavian Clowney. He never signs on time, so we'll talk about him in August. <laughs> and then 10 and 11, I think, are most interesting to me at the moment. Two offensive tackles, Russell Okung, Alejandro Villanueva. The NFL is always starving for good tackle play. These guys are the epitome of average to slightly above average tackles, whether it's the Colts who are really needing a player at that position, the Chiefs and, and a f- or a few other teams. I think Russell Okung or Ali Villanueva, it's going to be a really smart signing at the right price at some point late in free agency here. Yeah, I think those are all good ones. Um, I would mention the slot cornerback group generally. Um, they, they're spread out a little bit in, uh, in terms of our best remaining list, but there's a lot of them. We got a couple of them signed already. Mike Hilton went to the Bengals. Um, Desmond King got signed. I forget where, where did he wind up? Was that the, the Texans in one of their 78,000 moves that they made so far in free agency for minimal money? So a couple of those top quality slots are off the board, but there's still a decent number of them remaining. Um, and I think a lot of these guys are potentially among the best slot corners in the NFL if they get back to where they were. So Brian Poole is on the market, Kaywan Williams, Nikhil Roby Coleman, Mackenzie Alexander. The cornerback group generally is kind of chaos. The slot cornerback group is the same. But all of those guys at one point or other have ranked among the best couple of slot corners in the NFL. All of whom are still on the open market, all of whom's market appears to be relatively soft. And there are a bunch of teams in the NFL who do not have viable, let alone good, slot cornerback play. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is where teams teams win. And look, I, I referenced the 2017 Eagles a lot because, well, they won a Super Bowl, but they won a Super Bowl when they randomly got strong at positions that were previously weak, and that was wide receiver and corner. And one of the keys was having a great slot cornerback that year and Patrick Robinson randomly on a one-year deal. Those guys make a legitimate impact when it comes to winning football games. I'll wrap it up with, you know, James White is out there, already rumors that he's going to get to Tampa Bay. So this is the time of free agency where it's not just picking off the best players, it's picking off players that are filling needs on your team, specific specific needs like pass catching running back and a, a James White to Tampa Bay just makes a lot of sense with his buddy Tom. So anyway, get to pff.com. We got our best remaining. We've got full coverage all weekend and if you're if you just heard about a player that, you know, just got signed sorry about that or congrats to your team it's the best remaining free agents it's pff nfl daily